While the women fill up the semi-final places, the men are sealing up their quarter-final slots and Tennis Paradise is embracing all that's happening around the courts of the Indian Wells Tennis Garden with the BNP Paribas Open. Welcome everyone to episode 12 of the Tennis Paradise podcast. We're going to review the matches from Wednesday's action and then look ahead to the highlights for the schedule of play on Thursday as the stars continue to shine in the California desert. This is Craig Gabriel and as ever I'm very happy to be your host for the official podcast of the BNP Paribas Open. Two people who will join me are Nick McCarville and Jill Krebus. We three are Amigos also provide all the updates right through the day on the Bank of the West radio here on site. And if you do come to the Indian Wells Tennis Garden, do stop by the Bank of the West living wall to ask for a free earpiece. You'll get all the updates right through the day. During this podcast, you will hear from players like Rafa Nadal, Simona Halep and Taylor Fritz, who's made it clear that playing in Tennis Paradise feels like it's his home tournament, as he does live in Southern California. And he says, the support he gets gives him a major confidence boost. Okay, let's get into the matches from Wednesday's action of play and Nick Kyrgios didn't have to pick up a racket. I know he was really looking forward to playing Yannick Sinner, but unfortunately the Italian was sick and he gave Kyrgios a walkover into the quarters. It's the first time Kyrgios has reached the quarters of an ATP Masters 1000 since Cincinnati in 2017, and it's his first quarterfinal on the ATP Tour since Washington in 2019. The Aussie has not lost serve in the tournament so far. He saved nine of nine break points, and he he held serve 26 out of 26 times. With that, I'd like to bring in Jill. The first match on Stadium One, Jill provided quite a bit of tense entertainment, especially the final set as American Taylor Fritz took on the Aussie Alex Dimonor. It was an amazing match, Craig, and it was such a fun one to watch. It went the distance. It was 7-6 in the third set, and it was so much fun. And I know they had played each other in the past, and the, the last time was at the U.S. Open last year, which was a long five-set match, and uh, this time it didn't disappoint. 7-6, it was just a couple point difference here and there, and I did feel like Taylor Fritz in the end was just a little bit more stable on those big points, but it really wasn't a big difference between the two, but it was Fritz that came through 3-6-6-4-7-6 and Craig you were with him and asked him how things have changed with the mental side of his game. I think just having more confidence in a lot of my shots just playing better believing that I mean just I'm, I'm a better tennis player I think that gives, gives me the confidence to play these situations better. Um, it's not any kind of a mental change like I still you know I'll still get I'll still get nervous, you know, I'll still, I'm sure, you know, everyone, everyone chokes sometimes. And like I said, like sometimes, sometimes I blow matches and sometimes I come up clutch in matches. And um, I think I've been, I've been coming out in these matches a little more often just because I, I have more confidence in my game. I have more confidence in my shot. So when it comes uh, crunch time, I feel, I feel like I can kind of uh, trust, trust what I want to do, trust my game. When do you get nervous? What makes you nervous? Just I don't know. Comes and goes. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably just lose. Probably just losing a match that like I feel like I should win. I'd say that's the most pressure, high pressure moments in in tennis is kind of like just losing a match that you pro should probably win or like should win or you're in a winning position. But like, um, I've I've gotten a lot better at just kind of taking care of those situations. Like, like I said. Uh, you know, the match with Munar would be one of those situations where I could 
see myself being really, really nervous because I don't want to lose that match. But um, I came up, I came up really solid in the, the third set breaker. And just talking about some of the other men's matches, Andre Rublev coming through in straight sets against Hercatch. Hercatch was actually up a break in that first set, but it was Rublev that was a little bit more mentally stable in those couple points to win that first set 7-6. And it was very even in the second set until the last game where Hercatch served at 4-5 to try and stay in it, but it was love 40 really quickly because Rublev was just returning so well. So Rublev coming through 7-6, 6-4. And also Grigor Dimitrov over John Isner. Dimitrov's been talking about how he's just loving being in the desert here. He said he's just feeling so relaxed and that carries over into his tennis. He's enjoying every moment. He loves the atmosphere, love the, loves the fans. He can't quite pinpoint what he loves so much about the desert. He just knows that he feels good and you can see it show up in his tennis. He won against Isner 6-3, 7-6. And then Kecmanovic coming over Berrettini. Kecmanovic, man, has been playing some long matches. That was not an easy one to come through. That was three sets, 6-3, 6-7, 6-4. So good effort from Kecmanovic because he had chances to possibly close it out in two sets, but he went the distance, got it done in three. And then, of course, Gael Monfils against Carlos Alcaraz. That was the 6 p.m. match on Stadium 2. That was just entertainment all around. It was a fun first set. Monfils and Alcaraz were having fun, enjoying themselves, got a little laughs with each other. But it was Alcaraz winning that first set 7-5, which was so important because then he cruised in that second set, getting it done in two sets. And Rafael Nadal, of course, he's the top seed here left. He's number fourth seed, but he is the highest seed left in the draw, playing Riley Opelka. That was two sets, but it was tough. It was both tiebreak sets, 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. And Opelka had a break in the second, but Nadal, we know what a gritty fighter he is. He just came back and got it done. And it was such a good performance. And he even mentioned Nadal that he feels like he's playing better and better each match. I'm happy to win, doesn't matter how many sets, uh, but uh, I'm happy, of course, to be in the quarterfinals of this <laughs> great tournament and uh, playing better, without a doubt, no, was my best match of the tournament. Uh, happy the way that I, I was able to, to play uh, during the whole match. I only played one, one bad game with myself. For the rest, I think I played solid. Uh, and I did what I had to do against a, a, a very difficult player to play like literally. Rafa was actually asked if he's still surprised with the record he's had this year. It's his best start to a season. He's 18 and zero. The human uh, mentality, you get used to the good things. But <laughs> for me, I, I, I am not that kind of guy that thinks a lot about what happened or, or, or I just try to, in terms of sports, you know, uh, just try to keep going and uh, and that's how this sport is, in my opinion. You, know? you don't have a lot of time to, to be very sad with the with the losers and you don't have a lot of time for celebrations when you are winning. No? But of course, for me, it's super surprising uh, being in the position that I am, uh, winning three titles already and being quarterfinals here in the Wells. No? I can't say it's a dream because uh, I even couldn't dream about that three months ago no, or two months ago. Interesting stat, when you look at the best starts to a season since 1990, Novak Djokovic was 41 and nil in 2011, he was then 26 and nil in 2020, and now Rafa has moved into third on his own, breaking a tie he had with Djokovic, Roger Federer and Pete Sampras. Now Joe, what about some of the women's matches? 
There were only two women's singles matches on the schedule. Iga Sviantek against Madison Keys. That was the 6 p.m. match. Sviantek winning very easily 6-1, 6-love against the American. And I don't necessarily feel like Keys played her best, but Sviantek's had three tight three-set matches leading into this match, but she came out so strong to make a statement today. And it took a while. I mean, Madison Keys never really got comfortable out there. And so Sviantek just did a great job of staying on top of throughout that whole match. And the other one, of course, was Simona Halep against Petra Martic. Same, almost same scoreline. Halep coming through 6-1, 6-1. Martic did have her right to upper thigh wrap, so I didn't necessarily feel like she was moving her best, but no, credit, huge credit to Halep. I mean, she just moved so well, so consistent around the court, and she means business. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Simo was pretty pleased with the way she played, and how could she not be? It was it was a good match. Um, I think yeah, probably the best match of uh, this year. I felt uh, super well. I felt confident. I've been aggressive. So everything I had to do, I did. It means a lot, and uh, it feels very good. Um, gives me confidence. Gives me you know the boost that I still can play at this level. Uh, it's been a tough year, as you know, and uh, now coming into this tournament and playing uh, well. Um, means a lot. So um, I will take all the positives and uh, I will just build my confidence more and more. Uh, and yeah, looking forward for the next one. Won't be easy, but um, I'm just happy to be here in this place. It's the, the only place that I want to be. You're listening to the Tennis Paradise podcast from the BNP Paribas Open in the Indian Wells Tennis Garden. I'm your host, Craig Gabriel. We've heard from Jill Krebus about the highlights from Wednesday's action. And now to the other Nick, Nick McCarville who, like Jill, has been wandering around the grounds reporting back literally from courtside on Bank of the West Radio. And Nick, another great lineup with Stadium One action starting at 11 a.m. on Thursday. Yeah, that's right. We've got a couple of the women's quarterfinals. We already know that one of the semifinals is going to be Simona Halep taking on Iga Svantec. I can't wait for that one, Craig. But I'm actually intrigued by the two women's matches. We start with Maria Sakkari taking on Alina Rybakina, and she's the hard-hitting player from Kazakhstan. Actually, Craig, it's Rybakina who has beaten Sakkari in just their only previous meeting. That was in St. Petersburg a couple years ago. Three-set, close match. So interesting to watch that. Can Sakkari turn the tables on her there? That match to be followed by Paula Bedosa, the reigning champ, the Spaniard, against Veronica Kudamatova. Kudamatova's had such a good tournament. Bedosa's looked in good form too, Craig. But this one, head-to-head, Kudamatova surprisingly 3-0, including two wins in 2021. When we know Bedosa has been so strong in 2021 leading into this season, Bakuda Matova has been really great too. So I'm intrigued to see, you know, the seeds would say that we're going to have Zachary Bedosa in the semifinal to join Halep uh, and Sviantek. But we've got to watch out for Rybakina and Kudamatova, two players who are finding their form on these courts, which I think is really big. That's then leading into, obviously, a, a men's match, the quarterfinal, that a lot of people are excited about. Ninth meeting between Rafael Nadal and Nick Kyrgios. 5-3, Rafa leads that head-to-head. I think everyone remembers the Kyrgios win over Rafa eight years ago at Wimbledon. That, that feels like a lifetime ago. And Nick is going to love the big stage, right, against Rafa. Nick actually had that day off. I think you and Jill probably talked about it with Yannick Sinner with withdrawing due to illness. 
but I will be curious how Rafa is looking physically. He's had a few challenging matches here. I think he should be okay. But you know, Nick has looked in really good form. Hasn't been broken this tournament. Um, hasn't dropped a set, obviously. It is just, he feels renewed. He said the other night that he wants to keep his head down. Um, let's go ahead and hear from Rafa about how this matchup could play out. Well, uh, Nick is difficult in any conditions. No? Um, when he's playing well and uh, when he's uh, excited and motivated, uh, he's one of the toughest opponents, uh, without a doubt. No? So it's going to be a, a tough match, but we are in quarterfinals of Indian Wells. No? Master 1000, um, we can't expect uh, another thing. No? I, uh, I, I have to expect a very tough opponent in front, no? and tomorrow we're going to be. And I hope to be ready for, for it. I need to play well. Let's see if I'm able to make that happen, hopefully. And there's going to be plenty more action as well. So that brings this episode of the Tennis Paradise podcast to a close. Thanks for being part of it by listening in. On behalf of Nick and Jill and everyone at the BNP Paribas Open, till the next day, this is Craig Gabriel.